0: it's Yen again, and welcome back to another episode of Mind the Gap. This is actually the final episode of 2019 and the final episode of season one, and the reason why I'm ending season one on episode six is because, as you may know, or as you may not know, TV show pilot seasons are only about six episodes, and so I thought it was really fitting that my pilot season or my season one was only six episodes and it just so happened that the sixth episode would be the final episode of the year so naturally just felt right to end season one with this episode and so without further ado let me just introduce what today is going to be about and basically I'm doing a wrap-up of 2019 and basically it's going to be a reflection on each month in 2019 because I realized that 2019 flew by so quickly and so many things happened this year and I really just need to sit down and think about everything that I experienced and just go through it and talk to you guys about it and to be honest 2019 was the best worst year of my life like I think it was the peak year of my life. Um, Not to say that 2020 won't be even better, but so far in my life, it's been the peak year. It's been just filled with so many blessings and so many great, amazing things happening in my life. But at the same time, I experienced a lot of hard times as well. And those difficulties were, you know, spread out amongst different facets of my life, whether it was relationally, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And yeah, I think that I haven't really had time to think about those difficult times as much as I would have liked to because, you know, it's one thing to just, you know, not like to think about hard things and difficult things, but at the same time, there just isn't time to just sit and wallow in your sorrow. And um, yeah, I think as Life gets faster and busier, there's just less time to reflect and um, think about life and stuff. So, I think this is a good time to do that. And hopefully, you guys can also sit down for a little bit of time and reflect on how 2019 went for you. So, yeah, basically, I'm going to be splitting each month into a high, low, and lesson section. And without me rambling on some more, I'm just going to get into January. And I have to say that my high of January was definitely CrossCon 2019. And if you don't know what CrossCon is, it's a conference for missions. And this year it took place in Kentucky, which is a state that I never visited before. So that was super exciting. But I definitely want to go to CrossCon because I have been interested in missions for a really long time, and not necessarily to go full-time on missions, but I've always had a heart for missions, and I heard so many great things from other people who've gone before, and also I'm a huge fan of John Piper, so I had to go this year, and it was honestly the best decision that I made in January. Because there are many other decisions I made throughout the year, but it was definitely a decision that I do not regret because it was just a great way to start off 2019 by going to a place filled with hundreds of young adults who are also interested in missions and what it means to take part in missions as a sender or a goer. And so I learned so much from that missions conference and I got to see my hero, John Piper, (laughs) so that was really cool too. And I guess for my low, it would be a misunderstanding that happened immediately after I got back to school. And basically, it's not a big deal, but it made me realize that I am so imperfect and so capable of hurting other people's feelings and you know, I just realized that my actions, my words have an effect on other people that I didn't really think about too, too much because I try to be as nice as I can be. And, you know, I try my best to be a good friend, but I realized that unintentionally misunderstandings can happen and that we're not perfect people and that we can hurt one another unintentionally too. And so it was a big lesson for me. And, you know, I know that, many, many more misunderstandings will happen in the future, but it was kind of a hard time at that time because I had just come back from CrossCon, and I was so happy and excited to go back to school for my final semester, and this just hit out of nowhere, and so I definitely realized that, you know, this life is just not perfect, and things happen, and so it was a bummer to come back to school and for that to happen so immediately, but I learned from it a lot, and that was kind of the only load that I could think of for January, and I guess the lessons that I learned in January included surrendering your burdens to God, whether that's conflict in your life, or emotional burdens in your life, or anything that's difficult, there's nothing that God can't handle, and then also just to be vulnerable in your loneliness. And I guess that's something that I've always had a hard time doing is letting people know that I'm lonely. And college is a really lonely time, as I have mentioned in a previous podcast episode. And I guess because I know that everyone can feel that way sometime in college, it's hard to acknowledge that to other people because you're like, oh, I don't want to burden other people with my feelings. And so... Yeah, I don't know. It was just one of those things I dealt with a lot in college. And so women's retreat is when a pastor said to stand up if you deal with loneliness and feel like you're just not seen. And I was not going to stand up, but I really felt like God was telling me, you know, be vulnerable in what you're experiencing because there are other people who are experiencing these things too. And so I obeyed God, which is not an easy thing to do many times, and it was just so freeing to acknowledge this in my life, and to see other people acknowledge this as well, I realized that I really am not alone in these different difficulties that I deal with, and so that was really great to experience, such grace and such understanding from other people and especially just to realize that I'm so known and seen by God. Um, And then lastly, from CrossCon, I learned that senders and goers are both so important in building God's kingdom and that one or the other is not superior because both are so necessary for missions to happen in the world. So those are the three things I learned in January. And then moving on to February, my highs included Valentine's Day where my friends and I cooked dinner and we, you know, created little boxes to put um treats into like in elementary school. And that was just really fun to do to just have a girls day. <laughs> Even though we had many girls days in college, it was just fun to dress up and to cook dinner and give each other notes and stuff and be each other's galantines, And then another one was um, just studying at the amphitheater with my friend Christy and my other friend Sarah. And it was just a really warm February day. And I think it was like in the 70s or something. So we sat out at the amphitheater and we studied and it was so nice and The only reason why I'm bringing this up as a high is because I saw a video saved on my phone from that day, and that's why I remembered it as a high, because I remember it being super warm, and it was February, so that was such a blessing to experience warmth in the middle of winter still, so that was really nice. And then the third high was Valentine's Day Banquet, and this was the final year for Valentine's Day Banquet, and it was... Honestly, one of the most touching things I've experienced in my life, and maybe I'm exaggerating, but it was just really touching because the guys prepared so much for us, and I just felt really blessed and honored that they would take the time to serve us in this way, um, whether it was like cooking for us and um, making a video for us that was really meaningful to me. And I remember that at the end of the video, I cried because I was so touched. And honestly, I think I was just really happy that over these four years, we had gotten to know each other so well. And it took a long time to get to that point because I remember our first year, we were still awkward with one another and we still were getting to know one another. And I still remember that atmosphere from the first Valentine's Day banquet and it was so different to our fourth year banquet when we were just having a good time with one another and just listening to music and dancing and it was just really fun and so I was definitely very blessed during that day and that was the last high for February and I guess the only low that I can think of is doing an all-nighter for my bio exam the night before Valentine's Day banquet because I took a test the morning of. And yeah, that's pretty normal for a college student. So it's not really a low, I guess, because those bad memories are still memories from college. But I guess that was a low because I didn't get to rest at all after the exam because I had to get ready for the banquet. So That was pretty exhausting. But otherwise, February was a good month. And I guess the lesson from February was to not underestimate what people can do and what people can become. And I only say this because I think a lot of us girls in our class underestimated the guys a lot because there were many, many more girls and not many guys and I think we looked down on them a lot first year and second year and maybe third year. But I was really surprised. And I think a lot of us girls were surprised by Valentine's Day Big Wit, because we could tell that they put in a lot of work and they were really thoughtful about the whole planning process. And so I realized that we shouldn't underestimate people and we should always see the potential in other people around us. And so maybe that's not like a really good lesson. That's just common sense. But I felt like it was very fitting for February and everything that went on and then moving on to March which was probably the best month of my life ever and that's because so many amazing things happened in March starting with a spring break trip to London with my mom and it was honestly amazing and I could talk all about it later but there's just not enough time to gush about it now so I'll keep it short but I just had the best time with my mom in London and we were there for all of spring break and there were some you know ups and downs obviously we had some difficulty with the traveling process but overall it was such a blessed trip to spend such time alone with my mom in London and we had so much fun and so that was a definite high in my life and in March and then right after coming back to school. And then a week later, I went to New York to watch Anastasia on Broadway on closing weekend. And that was also the most amazing experience of my life. I got to meet Christy Altamar who's also a huge role model for me and just a really pleasant person to be around. She is so kind. And so that was amazing. And People who know me know that I have loved Anesthesia for a really long time and then when the musical came out, it just is super amazing and though I didn't listen to the whole soundtrack from the start, once I got into it, it's just something that you can't help but love and so yes, that was like one of the best experiences of my life um, and then March Madness was amazing because UVA dominated in March Madness, and that was just a really fun time because I'm usually not into sports or, you know, school sports and things like that, but because UVA is really good at basketball... Or was last year really good at basketball. Maybe they still are good. I don't know. But they were really good last year. And so going to the games with my friends and just watching everything unfold was so exciting. And honestly, one of the most nerve-wracking things in my life. Um, because I've never invested my self in any sport or watching any sport. And so I finally understand why people can get so enamored in sports and watching sports. Because it is really really nerve-wracking and really fun to do. And so that was really a great time in March. And then I guess the low in March was feeling a lot of anxiety before coming back to school from spring break. Um, I don't know why. I think because I had such a great freeing time in London um, without thinking about responsibilities at school just thinking about going back to school and facing my classes again and taking tests was just really anxiety inducing and so I had a hard time the morning of returning back to school because everything that I had experienced was over and I had to face reality again and so I remember feeling pretty low on that day um, and also just the end of Anastasia on Broadway. And that's only because I'm really bad at endings and I didn't want to see the cast go because they were amazing. And just thinking that I'll never get to see that cast ever again play Anastasia, um or I guess play in Anastasia was just really sad. And so that was a hard day for me too. And it's kind of silly that I would be so sad over it, but like I said, I'm really bad at endings and that show meant a lot to me and many others. So that was a very sad day to see it go. And then the lesson I learned in March is that God really cares about the little things too in our lives. And I think because I was blessed so much in March, I just felt like God was taking into all the details of my life and everything I loved And it felt unfair that he would love me so well by letting me experience these things in March. But I think that just showed that God really does care about the little things that we care about. And um, even if it's so minuscule in the grand scheme of life, God still cares about it because he cares about us. And we are so small um, in the grand scheme of life, but he cares about us. So I felt very known, seen, and loved by God in March by the blessings that I got to experience. And it's not because, you know, I only love him for his blessings, but I think, like I said, I just felt really understood and seen by God in March and the ways that he blessed me in those little and big ways. So definitely, that was awesome. And then I guess the second lesson was just seeing the whole phrase, the best is yet to come, fulfilled in my own life, like, I never thought I would get to experience these things ever, and I think it just was a reflection of how, in Christ, everything is yet to come, like, the fulfillment of his kingdom is yet to come, and the best things in life are still yet to come, and so, waiting is hard, but I think waiting has a way of producing joy within you because you know that something even greater is coming and I think that's what I felt in March while I was experiencing those really amazing things in my life and yeah so I think it's just a cool way to see how the fruition of God's kingdom is yet to come Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that the way my life was going in March it just felt like a foretaste of what was to come in the future. Yes, I think that was a better explanation of it, but I'm sorry if that made no sense still. Anyways, moving on to the month of April, the highlights of April include winning March Madness and the surrounding festivities afterwards, and that was just amazing to experience our fourth year, and it was absolutely just crazy and nerve-wracking while watching it, but it was really, really happy when we won. And so that's definitely a highlight. And then fourth year banquet was also another highlight because people put in so much work for our class to make it a special night for us. And so I just felt really touched by all the preparations that people prepared for us. And so it was just really, really nice. And their gift was also so thoughtful. And so I was really touched and I still look at it once in a while when I'm in my feels about graduating. So that was super, super nice. And it was really great afterwards, the banquet to go to a kebab place. I think that's what it's specializing in, kebabs. And we got to just hang out with our class and eat and just be with one another and celebrate how we've gotten this far. So (laughs) it was really, really just a blessed time and a memory that I will always keep in my heart and I guess the last highlights of the month include baptism which is such a special time whenever it is throughout the year and I just get always so emotional when I see people get baptized because it's such a beautiful declaration of your faith in Jesus and just telling the world that I am a follower of Jesus and making that known to everyone. So it's really, really cool to see. And it's really great to see parents come down to see their kids get baptized. And so that was really special. And then the last day of weightlifting class is a highlight because I didn't have to wake up at seven o'clock anymore to get to my weightlifting class, but also just marked a time of some sort of accomplishment for me because I was really afraid of starting to go to this class, but thankfully I had a great friend who would go with me and signed up with me, and so I felt really encouraged in this class to really take care of my health and my body and to do something that I wasn't super comfortable with in the beginning, but the more I learned, it was really, really fun, and I really am glad that I got out of my comfort zone and did it. So, that's a highlight for me as well that I accomplished it. And then the low that I experienced for this month is just a small one, but I would say it's actually Easter. And that's like a funny low, but I obviously love Easter and what it represents and what it means, but I think I just felt really lonely that day and I just remember leaving church and just walking home by myself and It just felt weird that on a day of celebration that I was so alone. And afterwards, we went to the picnic, obviously, but in between um, church and the picnic, I just remember feeling like I was just alone. And it was weird because everyone was just really happy around me taking pictures and stuff, but I just kind of stood there and watched and then I was like, okay, I'm going to go home now. And it was weird i can't really explain it but i think in that i learned a lot um in that small moment of loneliness and i guess what i learned is that in easter obviously we're celebrating the resurrection of christ but you know days before that he was dead and before he died he was rejected by so many people and suffered and was tortured and I guess even though I didn't experience that level of suffering, it was still a moment where I felt like God understood my own suffering, whether it was, you know, emotionally, mentally, you know, relationally. And I just felt like He was there dwelling in my suffering with me. And so it's just a great lesson to understand that in our suffering, whatever that may look like, God dwells with us in it. And he is with us and he does not let us alone and be alone because he is God with us. And so I think that was really encouraging for me in that moment when I just felt like I was alone and lonely on a day that was supposed to be of celebration. But it was a reminder that those days of celebration were preceded by suffering and loneliness too. So It was, yeah, I think it was something that God was really trying to teach me, and then secondly, I guess God was really trying to show me through March Madness that glory really belongs to God in all the victories, and I think I was really blessed to experience the win, obviously, for our school, but also to see our head coach of basketball be so humble before God and glory to God in this victory. And even though the press and everyone was telling our coach how great he was and how great of a coach he was, it was really a life lesson for me to learn humility from our head coach by how he presented himself after the win. And he didn't go jumping up and down and try to put the victory in the opponent's face, but he simply just prayed and thanked God for the victory, and so I think that was a great lesson for me to learn, that moving forward, in every victory, God is the one who receives all the glory, so it was cool to see, and I'm really blessed that we have people in our school who fear and love God as much as our head coach, so that was... My lessons for April, and I guess moving on to May, the highlight was definitely having no finals because I just happened to take classes that didn't require finals. So I was pretty much free all finals, and that was really great because I got to meet up with people for one on ones before I graduated, and that was just really nice to not have to worry about finals looming over me. And so that was really a restful time, and um. After that, I also got to do a lot of photography jobs, which was really great because I was raising money for my mission trip, and so it was just a great time of doing something that I really loved and helping people get their last-minute graduation photos, so that was really fun to do, and I really love photography jobs with people my age because basically we're all friends and so it's really fun to direct your friends and take photos of them and make them feel really beautiful in their photos and so that was really great and then another highlight is a photo shoot that I did with my old apartment mates and their new apartment mates and they wanted to all just take pictures together and so I got some photos too with my old apartment mates and it was just a really difficult day that day and They really made it so enjoyable for me and it's really a memory that I will cherish forever as well and it's one of my top memories of my college experience because I just remember coming from a very low point and just spending time with them and them making me laugh so much and yeah we just had a really fun time taking photos of each other and so that was really a moment of feeling seen by other people and so that was a highlight for me and then after everything finished with exams and things like that we went to beach week as a class in our fellowship and that was really different and fun and nothing that I've ever really experienced I guess um so it was just really fun to hang out with people outside of A school context and the beach house we stayed at was incredible. And even though I feel like there were some things that we could have done together more, I still had a really, really great time just hanging out with people at the beach. So that was really nice. And then finally, the highlight of May was definitely graduation. Even though it was so hot that day, it was great finally getting my diploma and saying congratulations for graduating and so it was just an accomplishment definitely and I didn't feel like it was that big of a deal but it honestly is a big deal to graduate from college so I'm really happy that I graduated obviously so that was really great And as for the lows, I would say that the last day of KCC was really, really sad, and if you don't know what that is, that's my Sunday school that I was a teacher for, and that was really sad because I was with these kids for four years, minus a semester, and I think it was just bittersweet to see them grow up so fast and also to leave them, and I definitely want to go back and visit them, but we shall see when that happens. But it was a place where I invested so many hours and prayers and I tried to pour out as much as I could for these kids when I would serve them. And so it was definitely bittersweet to say goodbye to them. But it was also, you know, great to see that this place was still growing and that people would fill our places. And yeah, I don't know. It was bittersweet I keep saying that but that's the only way I can um describe it and I guess I'd have to say the biggest low from May was getting super burnt out during final season and I mentioned that I love doing photo shoots for people and especially for my friends but I got so burnt out from taking photos and editing them and trying to get them out as quickly as possible and a final season without finals was probably the most stressful and most not restful final season I've ever experienced. And so I was very low on sleep and very high stress and very emotional as a result of that. And so it was really not the best of times, but I was still happy when I was taking those photos. But on the flip side, I was miserable having to wake up every morning before the break of dawn and it definitely took a toll on me mentally and physically. And I learned from that experience that I really shouldn't try to do so many things at one time that at some point, I just need to learn how to rest and do nothing and to just spend time with people instead of trying to do things for people. And so it was definitely a difficult period of time for sure, because yeah, I just wasn't like my most happy self and I think I was affecting a lot of other people because I was being grouchy a lot of the times and not pleasant to be around and so definitely I learned to limit myself on what I do and how much I do of it because I am not built like everyone else and no one is built like everyone else so our capacities to do so many things at one time is limited and it varies from person to person. So, I learned that the hard way by going through a season of burnout and just falling out of love with photography, which was really really sad, but I just needed a break after doing all those shoots. So, anyways, that was kind of the low for May, and then the lesson I learned was definitely to slow down, like I just mentioned Right now and to let go of things because I try to keep my hold on my life and just being in control of everything and I realized that I really can't control everything in my life. I can't control how people react to me. I can't control how people feel about me. I can't control what happens really except how I react to things and so I had to let go of feeling hurt and feeling misunderstood and just let it go and let it fly into the wind and not worry about it too much because as I mentioned in January, misunderstandings happen all the time and sometimes you just have to let them go and not push it and forgive before people even ask for forgiveness and ask for forgiveness before people even decide to forgive you and so yes, it was something hard to learn but also very essential to learn in life. And then I guess moving on to June, which is my birthday month, a lot of things happened. My brother graduated from high school, which is great. Um, My cousin Samantha came to stay with us for a couple months for her internship in DC. So we had a lot, a lot of fun because we grew up together. And, you know, you just get to learn more and more about someone when you live with them, as opposed to just seeing them two times or once a year. So, it was really great to spend time with her for a longer period of time. And then I turned 22 this year, which was really great. And the thing about my family is that we don't really celebrate birthdays in like a big way. So, we usually just get cake and eat it as a family, and so that's kind of what we did this year. But because it was my graduation and my 22nd birthday, my mom prepared, like, a lunch for me and my friends, so that was really, really fun to do with my friends, and yeah, I don't know, it was just a great way to end the year as a graduate and a 22nd-year-old, I guess, and finally, I got to go to New York with my cousin Samantha and my other cousin, and my aunt, and it was really, really fun. Um, We got to do things that I never got to do in New York, like walking the Brooklyn Bridge, and it was super, super hot, like incredibly hot. And then on top of that, it was so crowded because there was an event going on at the time, and so I do not recommend going during a time where there's going to be a worldwide event because there will be thousands of people and you just can't get anywhere because people are everywhere and so definitely check your calendar before you book a visit to New York because you want to go when there's just enough tourists that it's not too overwhelming and so yeah it was fun I guess but it was also just not the best New York experience I've ever had and then for my low I would say This is a weird one, so just hang with me, but it was also my 22nd birthday party, and it's not low because, you know, I had a really great time, and I'm really glad that I got to spend that time with my friends, but I realized that I get so burnt out from being around so many people, and I invited more people than I thought I was going to invite, and not everyone could come, obviously, but... I realized I just like smaller gatherings way better and more informal gatherings. And so next time I think I won't do this whole ordeal again because even though it was a party for me, I just didn't get to even talk to everyone because I was busy, you know, trying to talk to one person and then there would be other people that I'd obviously want to talk to because I invited them to my house. But it wasn't exactly how I planned it to pan out and so definitely I learned my lesson about what kind of gatherings I prefer and this was a lesson for me but I still had a really great time and I was really thankful for people who came and would spend that day with me so regardless it was fun um even though it was something that I had to learn the hard way as well and I guess the lesson is that less is definitely more, and that is what I learned through my birthday party is that less is more for me, but also, you know, I don't have to do much to be happy and to spend special events or just time with people, and I guess even though New York was really fun too, like spending time with my cousin Samantha wasn't about going to New York and doing fun things together. It was really about those moments when we'd sit on our beds and just watch a movie or talk about K-pop with one another. And so I think I learned that for most everything, less is more. And then moving into July, my high for July was definitely my Dominican Republic mission trip. And I could say so much about it, but I do not want to spend a whole lot of time gushing about it because it was honestly one of the best experiences of my life. I think both mission trips I went to, I learned so much and I grew so much and understood God in a different context because I just realized that God really is God of the world. He is everywhere. And so... It was really such a blessed time to see prayers answered in my own life and as well as be a part of something that is bigger than me. And so that was really a cool, cool, cool time to experience. And then I guess another unrelated high for the month was decorating my room. And I've wanted to change my room so much since I've moved because I really did not like their wall colors and just I wanted it to be my style and so I started the room decorating process I think in June and it just escalated from there and I didn't really buy a whole lot of new things because I feel like you don't need to buy new things to decorate your room but I found things around the house that matched my aesthetic I guess more and I really made this a project for myself to make my room a space that I could enjoy spending time in because I really didn't spend much time in my room but I realized it's because I didn't really like my room that much so I painted the walls and just moved things around until I liked it to my own liking so that was a fun project for me so that's why I put it as a high for the month and then I guess as for my low I'm going to go back to the DR for my low because I experienced a lot of sadness and guilt while I was there. And I guess this isn't a low, but more maybe a lesson. But I think I just felt so disheartened when I was there because I have never seen such poverty and such pollution in my life. Like there was trash everywhere and people were living in houses surrounded by trash and there's no bathrooms or electricity and obviously those things aren't things that are necessary to live but you know still there's just such a vast difference in how I live and how they lived and I think you just feel a lot of guilt for the things that you have and the things that you own and can buy and so it was just kind of hard to understand how and why I was born in America where I could you know, be part of the middle class and afford these things and why so many children that I met were born in the DR where they are not rich and not wealthy and live off of very little and so it's just a lot of guilt, I guess, going back to the states and experiencing wealth again and Our team leaders definitely said that that's super normal to experience when you're on a mission trip, and so I'm sure that I was definitely not the only one feeling those feelings leaving the DR, but it was definitely a very disillusioning time for me to experience such vast differences in the ways of life in that country versus the country I live in. So anyways... I guess that's not even a low. That's just something I learned in the DR, but still it felt like a low in the moment because I just felt a lot of guilt and, um, yeah, it was difficult to experience, I guess. Um, and then I guess a, both a high and a low that I want to mention is kind of a silly one, but it's my rediscovery of my favorite, or I guess second favorite K pop group and I just rediscovered them after I graduated from college and I started watching all their videos that I missed on YouTube and I got really sucked into watching these videos and just being a sloth and not doing anything. And part of it was definitely being burnt out from college and that whole season in May where I just felt so burnt out, but I knew that it was really preventing me from doing anything else and I realized how much of it consumed my mind because all I could think about was watching the next video that I missed and I wouldn't really do anything else. And I knew part of it was me just resting and recuperating from the past 4 years of college and nonstop doing something during breaks, but at the same time, I knew that it was just getting too far into me justifying myself and being lazy and so I would say it's both a high and a low because it was fun while I you know could do whatever I want and watch YouTube all day but at the same time it was really not good for my soul I think so definitely something I learned in the hard way as well by going through that and just not being a productive person in society and the lesson that I learned is that God is everywhere and cares for the suffering in the world. And a pastor put it this way. He said during the trip that, you know, we don't get to choose where we're born. And I think that obviously puts us in an uncomfortable situation when we're faced with conditions and lifestyles that are so different from us and so, I guess, unfair to us. Um, but I think what, the pastor wanted to let us know is that our suffering is not any, you know, better of a suffering than what people suffer in the DR or in even poor regions in the world. He said do not undermine our own suffering because we see suffering in the world because God cares for all suffering so equally. And John Piper said something very similar at CrossCon and obviously in the human perspective There is some suffering that seems way worse than other suffering, but I think what the pastor from my church wanted to emphasize is that it's okay for us to share in our sufferings with one another from different countries because we need to let people know that just because we live in a first world country does not make our lives easier or better. In some cases, it makes our lives more complicated and crazier and more difficult because we're dealing with things that Are different from them and so I guess he was saying that obviously we should feel for some injustice in the world that we may not experience in the first world countries but at the same time as brothers and sisters in Christ all around the world it's okay to share in our separate sufferings whether one seems better than the other and I hope I'm making that clear and I hope I'm giving justice to what he said but It's something that I learned to just be vulnerable in our sufferings, no matter what situation we're in, because as brothers and sisters, no matter where we're from or what we deal with, we are here for one another to pray for one another and just to grieve in each other's suffering and bear that burden ourselves with one another. So, that was something new that I learned through the mission trip and something that I've been thinking about a lot since coming back. And so, Yes, that's the lesson that I learned. And then the second one, I guess, from the trip was that the local church is powerful. And, you know, growing up in church, you don't really think about the power of local church. You just go because it's what you do on Sunday. But when you see what the local church does for the communities in these different countries, they make an impact far larger than just Sunday service. And I think that is something that is so cool to see. And it just is a reflection and a vision of what the first church ever looked like. Um, and so it was just really encouraging to see pastors, you know, work so diligently and use their church for serving their community and not just preaching on Sundays, but being a place that is safe for people. And so I really, really, really loved how, um, the Dominican pastors really, served so selflessly and um yeah just worked so hard for the people that they served and yeah i'm just like repeating myself but i'm like actually just like dumbfounded by what they've done for their community and it's nothing that you know they've done on their own obviously god empowered them to do these things um but their heart for the people that they live with is just amazing so i'm very um blessed to have experienced and met so many amazing pastors who really have a heart of gold and so that was a cool lesson to see that really the church is not just a place that is stagnant and where people just go to to listen to a pastor but it's a place that grows and moves and is active within their community and that's really challenging for the church in America so I think that was super cool. And then moving into August, Ahai was definitely meeting up with my big Grace and catching up with her. And I think it's been a couple months, you know, since I've last seen her. But in August, it was great to just meet up again in Northern Virginia and get to catch up on how everything has been going. And I would definitely have to say that Grace probably knows me the best out of anyone from school, because we'd meet up every week and catch up, and so I think she knows me best, and she knows a lot of things that other people might not know about me, and so I just really appreciate every time we get to meet up, because I really do feel like she's like my sister that I get to talk to and catch up with, so it was really great to meet up with her and to listen to everything that she's been going through, and for me to let out everything that's been going on in my life so it's just a very restful time and I always apologize I feel in my own mind to Grace because I feel like I have a lot of things to say and I never let her talk but she's a very good listener so I'm really grateful for her and then another silly hi is to all the boys I've loved before the one year anniversary in August and Everyone who knows me knows that I love this movie and this book series and that it means a lot to me, so one year was a really cool thing to experience um, because it was a one-year anniversary of seeing a movie that I've watched too many times to count, and so it's a small high, but a high nonetheless, and then I guess my low for August was definitely learning that no family is perfect and this is not something that I didn't learn before but going through familial conflict is really hard and also really sanctifying in a way because you just learn more and more about how sinful you are and where your sin lies and where your heart lies sometimes and so I think I learned a lot about myself and what I need to improve on but also you obviously get a lot of hurt from conflict and every time you're in conflict your heart just gets punched like another time and so definitely family conflict is just never fun but you learn a lot and you learn to forgive one another and at the end of the day you still love them so it's a good learning lesson but I guess I just wanted to-, to mention this because I from the outside, my family can look perfect, and, um, like, we all really, really love one another, which we do, and, like, we don't fight at all, or there's nothing, you know, deeply rooted in our lives that are hard and difficult to talk about, but my family's no perfect family, and there is no such thing as a perfect family, and I guess I just wanted to acknowledge that and let people know that when you see other people's families who you envy, just realize that that family is probably not perfect at all. So just wanted to empathize and let that out for people who may be going through family conflict and let them know that they're really not alone in what they're experiencing And that. um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but definitely wanted to mention that because I think, like I said, my family can come off as this really perfect and happy family, um, but it really isn't, and that is just life. And I guess um, the lesson I learned was actually from a sermon that I listened to from my old young adult pastor and his sermon was called Live with the End in Mind and he spoke on Matthew 25 and he spoke on the parables that I literally did not understand at all before he preached on them it's about the talents and the master giving out the talents to his workers and one of them just did not use his talents wisely he did not like invest it or use it to double his reward and The master got angry at him, and I was just so confused. I was like, why is he like angry that this guy is saving his talents? But my pastor explained that when you're given something by the master, aka God, to invest in and use, he wants you to use it to multiply and to um, bear fruit. But if he gives us something and we are selfish and not good stewards of what we are given, then that is also... Not very good and not very honoring to the master and so I learned that inaction is as much as a bad thing as doing bad things and I really learned so much and I really got convicted during the sermon because I'd spent so much time trying to apply to jobs and trying to fix my resume and taking everything so slowly but I never really did it out of a gratitude for what god has given me and a desire to honor him with what he has given me um it was all out of selfishness because i was being lazy because i'm being selfish and i wanted to do whatever i wanted with my summer and not utilizing that time to find a job and to use that job to you know bring glory to god in the end and so i yeah really squandered my time in the summertime, and this sermon really kicked me into gear and told me that inaction is just as bad and that I am not honoring God by being lazy and laying in bed all day and not doing what I'm supposed to be doing with my time and so I definitely got back up started applying to jobs again and in the next month you'll see the fruit of that so Without further ado, in September, my high was getting a job, and the exact day was September 10th of 2019, and I will always remember that day that it was the day that I got my first job, and I work for an urgent care um, for a hospital company, organization, I don't know what you call it, it's like a hospital, big hospital where I live, and I work for one of their urgent cares, and it was really so unexpected. I really didn't expect to get the job because it was at a career fair and I just got interviewed once and they offered me a job. And I really knew in that moment that it was God who was orchestrating everything and that he was opening doors for me and that it was really nothing that I could provide to my employers, but it was really God's blessing and God's favor on me um, when I got that job. So that was a huge high because it's my first job out of college. So that was really amazing. And then also um, another high was visiting Charlottesville for the first time after graduation. And I visited a couple times after graduation to like pack up my things for my apartment, but it was the first time during the semester that I got to visit people. And honestly, I realized how void of human contact i was because i was so happy to see real life people again and not just my family and it was just a really filling and restful time to meet up with several several people maybe more people than i should have met up with but it was really really great to meet up with everyone and catch up on their semesters and yeah just meeting up with people is really restful for me so i would say that was a high for sure And as for Lo, I really can't think of anything, so I'm just going to move on to the lesson. And the lesson was that God really thinks of all the details, and this is with regard to getting my job. Like, everything about my job just matched up with my future and what I wanted in a job, and it was just such a blessing. Like, honestly, so unexpected, and everything just lined up so perfectly, and I just knew that it had to be a God thing. So... I was really 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 happy about getting that job and I knew that it was a gift from God that he had been preparing for months and years and all my life he was preparing this for me so I felt super blessed and happy so yeah that was really a cool lesson to see that God really doesn't leave any detail out of his gift for us and then the second lesson is that community is so important and I guess I realized that when I Went back to Charlottesville to visit people because I realized how um, empty I guess I felt when I wasn't doing life with other people when I was just by myself with my own thoughts and my own feelings and all those things. I realized how important community was to show me God's grace in other people's lives and how He was working in other people's lives and just yeah, just getting to talk to people, I realized that. Getting to be a part of a Christian community at school was such a blessing and so more than I could have ever asked for and it really is a special time to be, you know, surrounded by so many people who are like-minded and yeah, I just realized that I needed community and that's kind of when I started thinking about finding a small group and getting plugged in at church, so very good lesson. And then October, I got to visit Virginia Beach for literally a day because we were helping a family friend paint their walls. And so it was just good to go back to my hometown and um, just see how nothing's really changed. And it just felt like home again. And so that was really, really nice. Um, and then I started my job in October, October 21st, and so that was really exciting to start something new again. A little daunting, but still super exciting. And I also started this podcast in October, and that was really something that came out of nothing because I never thought I would ever do a podcast, and I never really listened to podcasts before I decided to do a podcast, and so this whole idea was really a surprise for me actually and it really has been such a blessing to me um, doing this and just understanding how powerful um, spoken word can be and how it really helps me process my own thoughts by speaking them out loud and so this has definitely been a high and I'm really grateful for everyone who's listened so far. I'm really surprised that anyone would actually listen, but I'm really grateful that people are. So that was my high. And then as for October's lows, I still don't have anything that I can think of. And so I guess October was a pretty good month. Um, but this lesson's gonna be kind of long. So maybe it's good that I didn't have a low to talk about. But this lesson is also from a sermon that I listened to from a separate pastor from one of our different campuses, and his name is Mike Kelsey, and his sermon was on First Corinthians one, one through nine, and he basically talked about when you just feel like you're in a spiritual desert. And I talked about this in my other episode, but this message really touched me in so many ways, and I felt like he was really speaking to me specifically because these were feelings that I felt for so long and especially in September-October, I just felt so spiritually dry and so the fact that he was doing a sermon on this about feeling so far away from God, it just really hit the nail on the head and so he basically talked about how the Corinthians were a messed up people but Paul got to see them through the lens of the gospel and how God's grace was working in them despite the sin that they were committing And how God is still working behind the scenes in our hearts, even when it doesn't seem like anything's changing from the outside. Um, And that's a promise that God gives us, that he's working in us and by his might and his power and not by our own strength. And so I think that was super encouraging for me that, you know, I'm not a lost cause and that God is still working in me. And he addressed three questions that we may ask ourselves and he addressed it with truth from the Bible. And it was Really encouraging to hear um these questions because these are questions that I've been asking obviously, but also to hear biblical truth come as an answer. And the three questions included, Does God really love me? Can God still use me? And will God abandon me? And he said several things to answer them, but I really encourage you to listen to that sermon yourself and I will link that wherever I link this podcast and I think it's a great sermon to listen to no matter if you're in a spiritual season of dryness or if you're you know just on fire for jesus right now but i think it was such a great thing to listen to um and i guess he kind of ended it with saying god's promise to you is dependent on his faithfulness and not our strength and i think that's such a good reminder that it's nothing that we do that he loves us but it's all because of who he is that he loves us and that there's nothing that we can do to make him love us more and nothing that we can do to make him love us less. And so that's a promise for those who are in Christ. And I love that. And it's super encouraging to hear. And yes, um, moving on to November, um, the high was The Office, starting The Office, and the low was the end of The Office because I watched it so quickly. And I was not a fan of The Office before I even watched it because I was a Parks and Rec fan but I watched it so quickly and I immediately knew why it was such a hit and why so many people love it and I really think it's because the show features a group of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things and even the cast were basically nobody's before the office and they became something because of the office and the work that they put into the office and so it's just a very inspirational story if you see it from that lens that it is a group of people who work at a paper company which is so boring but they make it into something so fun and so entertaining and so meaningful and so I think that's something that's really special about The Office and I highly recommend anyone to watch it even if you're a hater like I used to be because you will not regret it and you'll find something in it that you will like so highly recommend that and the lesson is just that that ordinary people can do extraordinary things and something can come out of nothing and so I think that's a very encouraging thing to hear as well that you know just because we work a nine-to-five or, you know, have a regular job doesn't mean that we can't experience extraordinary things in our lives, and we get to see that through the lives of the characters, and so that's a fun lesson to learn from The Office, I guess, and you'd never guess that you'd learn something from The Office, but I did, and so that's why you should watch it. And then finally, before this gets too, too long, I'm moving on to December, the high was definitely... Studying Ruth at our church, and I really never heard the book of Ruth told in such a way. And it is gripping and it is exciting. And my pastor is just really great at making something that many people wouldn't think is super exciting, and he makes it into something very, very exciting. And he really told Ruth from a love story, movie, romance, novel perspective. And he did such a great job because he studied so much of the tone of the author and what the original language said and how it is a little bit different to what it is translated into in the English version. So he did a really great job explaining the story, but also there's so many parallels between who God is and um, how he shows his own characteristics through these characters and how he shows his faithfulness to these characters and Um, it's just an amazing story, and it's obviously so perfect leading up to Easter, or Christmas, oh my gosh, Christmas, because Ruth is in the direct line, um, of Jesus, and that's just so cool to see because, you know, you just would never guess that this woman, who is not even an Israelite, would be in the direct line of Jesus of Nazareth, so that is a super cool sermon series that I highly recommend you listen to and it's hilarious and it's just a really great sermon series and it is just I don't know just great to hear how much God loves us and how much he works behind the scenes of our lives and you know, suffering may last for a really long time, but he is in the midst of all of that. And he, like I said before, he is God with us. And so he never leaves us alone. And he provides in ways that we never thought we needed to be provided for. And so it's just a great sermon series and very encouraging for this season of time where it can be very difficult for people. And um the series itself is called Hope for the Hopeless. And I think that's exactly what this sermon series um, talks about and emphasizes that God is hope for the hopeless. And so definitely highly recommend that you should listen to the sermon series. And I guess that was the high. And then I guess the second high that's a l- little bit less exciting for me was recommitting myself back to photography for fun and not doing it for business purposes, but just to do it as a hobby again and just to enjoy taking photos and trying different things and learning because I have lots to learn about photography. So I've been taking photos a little bit more than I did in the past couple months because I just stopped entirely and I've been trying to do more self-portraits and taking portraits of friends and family, hopefully as they come in um, during this holiday season. So I am very excited to do that again for fun. And then I guess my low is just time flying too quickly. I realized that this year has flown by so quickly. And like I said, there's so many highs to this year, but also so many lows that are unspoken and um, forgotten, really. But yeah, time just flies too quickly. And I'm sad to say by to 2019, but I always know that the best is yet to come. So 2020 is going to be a great year as well, I know. And so... That's a low, but it's also just a bittersweet low because I'm sure there's more to come. And then um, my lesson is that it's okay to create mediocre things. And I think in my photography, I was just so afraid of making bad art or things that were not that good. But I think that the whole learning process in art is about being bad at something and slowly getting better at it. And it all starts from starting from a mediocre place and making it better and better. And so... I am learning to be mediocre again, and it feels good to not try to perfect everything and just to do things for fun and to make mistakes and make things that are ugly sometimes and still post them because you want to improve and get feedback and stuff. So that's where I'm at with my photography and stuff. So definitely, I think that's a great lesson to learn that you don't have to be good at everything that you start at. Um, For the most part, I don't think anyone is always super good at everything that they start so it's all about you know being mediocre and getting better and it's okay to be mediocre and i actually learned that from a statistician that um our school skyped in and he writes for a stat um statistics journal online and it's more of a fun statistics journal as fun as it can be, I guess. And he was saying, you know, writing and everything like that started from a very mediocre place for him. And you just get better and better at being mediocre until you are actually putting out stuff that's good. So yeah, good lesson for everyone as we start into 2020. And I'm sure that many people will be trying to do new things in the new year with resolutions and all of that. And, you know, I guess this is a good encouragement for those people trying to make resolutions because you might not be good at making those resolutions or doing the things that you resolve to do, but it's all about being mediocre to begin with and to not give up when you're mediocre or bad, but to keep going at it and keep striving to do better. And so hopefully that's a lesson I can leave with you in 2019 and something that you can use in 2020. So Anyways, that is the end of this episode. I know it's been super, super long, um, but I just wanted to wrap everything up in this new year and I guess reflecting takes a long time and it's not something that you can do in 10 minutes or 15 minutes. It's something that you sit on for maybe an hour or so or maybe longer and just reflect on how God has been working in your life. The highs, the lows, the lessons that you've been learning. And hopefully, that's something that you can do after you listen to this podcast. So, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm once again so grateful for everyone who's listened to my podcast so far, whether you're a new listener or whether you've started from the beginning. So grateful for you guys and so happy to move this on to a new year and to start season two. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for feedback and always replying to my podcast and DMing me with your thoughts and ideas. And I really appreciate everything that you guys have done for me and this podcast. So thanks so much and I'll see you guys in the new year. Bye!